Megan and Hillary and welcome back this is our special episode and we're gonna be talking all about aliens yeah so excited to dive into some UFO talk (laughs) what was that (laughs) what was what UFO talk (laughs) I don't know UFO talk so okay I'm really feeling this episode you know I can tell. So this is something we're wanting to do along with our typical ghost and haunted theme. We also wanted to bring in other topics as well, such as like urban legends you may have grown up um, hearing about, witches and aliens. So anytime we do a special episode, and that's like our title of our episode, then we're going to be talking about other things, not just ghosts. Yep. That's right. So we've decided to do these specials. And with that, we will also be reading listener stories at the end of this episode as well. Yep. So do you remember that one time we literally thought we saw a UFO after we got off work? So we just like chased after it. Um, yeah, not sure if we were like, I don't know sleep deprived and seeing things or if it was real but there was three of us and all of us saw it so I don't know yeah so we left work and it was really late it was like after 11 o'clock at night and there was like this really big parking lot that we would have to walk through when we got off work and there was three of us and really we should have invited him to talk on this episode because I feel like he would have loved to tell this story too But we just saw, like, this, like, light up in the sky, but it was also very close, and it was, like, hovering, but I can't remember if it was, like, I don't think that it was, like, a flashing light. I think it was, like, a constant light. It was, like, constant, but then it would disappear. Mm -hmm. Like, it was a constant ball of light, and then all of a sudden, it was gone, Mm -hmm. and then it was, like... 20 feet away in the yeah. air. It was insane. This was like five years ago, so like I'm having flashes. And now I'm like, after we've done all of our research about aliens, I'm just kind of like, maybe, maybe we were abducted and like, that's why. I don't know. Yeah, it was insane. It was like, I don't know, just, it was a, like she was saying, it was a ball of light. But it was just going back and forth, and I felt like every time we got closer, or what we thought closer to it, it would, like, move 20 feet away, almost like it saw us coming, Mm -hmm. and we kept yelling at it, too. We were like, what the heck? Like, what is that? But the thing is, the... We could continue to run after it, but eventually we were going to run into a fence if we continued that direction because we are from a military town where the everyday norm is to hear missile testing Mm -hmm. daily and have the ground shake. So it wasn't a weird thing, but also a weird thing to see like a light. I don't know how to explain that feeling when, like, the missile testing would go off. Like, you know what's happening, Mm -hmm. but it's also just a weird thing to be. And I think that's also, like, an important part of the story because so few people live and experience living by the arsenal. But, like. Yep. Did you hear that? 
my door just like slammed for no reason. But yeah, like if anywhere was gonna have UFOs, I feel like my town is one that definitely would. Mm-hmm. I always think it's funny because supposedly the ISS, if they have to make any calls like from up there to like call their family, the the phone like routes through Marshall. And so I always tell mm-hmm. people that I share the same area code as the ISS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this, like, place, they've also been known to do night jumps on base. So, like, on the arsenal, it's so much stuff up there. Like, you've got military and you've got, like, NASA. So there's guys who do, like, soldiers who do test jumps, and they jump out of helicopters, and typically you can see a light when they're jumping, like, they do night jumps. I've seen it. I grew up on a road in this, in our hometown, and it was just, like, a field of just nothing, but it was the arsenal, and it was what they owned, and there's so many times where I'd be driving home and I would see these little lights just falling from the sky. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, night jump. Cool. But I don't know. The thing we saw was... It was different. had to have been like a paranormal UFO mm-hmm. thing. It just wasn't flying mm-hmm. or like falling the way that a night jump Works. Yeah, and you've lived in Huntsville since you were a little girl, and I've lived here for, God, almost 30 years now, and neither <laughs> one of us, that's like 50 years of combined experience, and neither one of us have ever seen anything like that until that night. Yeah, exactly, and that's why we're like, we're so used to the norm of our hometown that we're just like, not okay, <laughs> like not everyone can say, hey, the ground is shaking, I guess the arsenal's just testing a missile, but we can. So when we say we saw something that just didn't make sense in the sky, we actually mean it. Yeah, and we watched it for like 30 minutes that night. We did. But we could have just been sleep deprived. Who knows? Who knows? All right. Well, I guess we can go ahead and jump into the stories. Do you want me to go first? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Go first. Well, the topic that I chose for my alien story is kind of mainstream. Um, I'm going to talk about Barney and Betty Hill. So in 1961, Barney and Betty Hill were newlyweds, and they decided to sneak away for the weekend for a weekend trip. Um, they both worked full-time jobs and were heavily involved in their church as well as the civil rights movement. The trip was very impulsive, to say the least, and they made the decision to go on the weekend trip so quickly that they didn't even have time to withdraw money from the bank before they left. So they only took what was in their pockets, and that was $70. And first off, could you imagine just being like, I have $70. I think I'm just going to go away for the weekend. Like, Yeah, I wish I could get me something. $70 in California? It's like dinner for one. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's nothing now. Like, that's not even probably enough gas money. But, yeah, so they're like, we have $70, let's just go away for the weekend. So, Barney and Betty take off on this delayed honeymoon, and they go on a road trip to uh, Montreal and Niagara Falls, and on their way home, they stopped at a diner. 
and they had dinner and then they each had a cup of coffee because obviously they're exhausted for being away from the weekend they had worked all week went away all weekend and then it was like sunday night and they had to get up and go to work on monday morning and at this point in their adventure they were both exhausted and just trying to like make it home before you know they had to start their week all over and so they drank their coffee and I think they were planning like if they drove fast enough they thought they could make it home between two and three o'clock in the morning so like keep in mind they're very tired but they did have coffee they didn't get coffee so as they were driving they noticed like this bright light in the distance in the sky kind of like we saw and at first they thought it was just like a falling star but as they continued to drive, the light got bigger and bigger because it was like racing closer and closer. So Barney, the husband, was a World War II vet and he loved studying military aircraft. Like that was his thing. He knew all about it. And the light just brought no concern to him. And he repeatedly told his wife, Betty, that it's just a satellite. It's just a satellite. And you got to remember, this is like 1961, so the Soviets had just launched Sputnik in 1957, and America had just launched Explorer 1 in 1958. So satellites were fresh on everybody's mind at this time. Like, I know that, like, satellites were a huge deal in the late 50s and early 60s. Like, everybody thought that, like, it was, like, be, like they were being launched to, like, read minds and stuff like that and, like, mind control and kids were hiding under their desk from satellites and, like, it was a big deal. So they thought it was a satellite, but then they started describing the light as, like, zigging and zagging, and that's not what a satellite would do. A satellite just kind of orbits and it just kind of beeps. That's really all that they would do back then. And this one was, like, zigging around and zagging around, and it would disappear behind, like, the mountainside, only to reappear, like, seconds later. And it seemed to, like, almost be toying with them, like, as it would move closer to them, like, it was almost like it was chasing them. And, obviously, Betty, at this point, was, like, freaking out. And they convinced themselves that maybe the car lights and the car windows had to be playing some kind of tricks on their eyes and they were just trying to convince themselves that it was just like an illusion which if i was in the same situation i probably would do the same like my first initial thought probably wouldn't be like oh my god it's aliens but like after a while you know so it was the same for them for 70 miles <laughs> 70 miles this continued and the light just like chased them and hovered over them and just kind of like played like this cat and mouse game with them until the light just hovered over them and they guessed that it hovered over them at around a hundred feet in the air and at this point Barney was like yeah something's weird with this now and I'm sure Betty was just like well about damn time Barney so Barney just like abruptly stopped the car like a screeching halt stopped the car he left the car running and he told Betty like stay in the car lock the doors like, I'm sure he was just like, it's fine. I'm going to go check it out. He grabbed a gun that was under his seat. Oh and he, gosh. yeah, I thought he just, I guess he's going to fight it. But this dude was like a badass World War II vet. So he, he had every right to. <laughs> <laughs> so he was like going to take off into this like empty field that was just right next to the car. And he later recalled looking up at the flying object saying that it was flat as a pancake. And he's looking at it and he's thinking... This can't be real. The flying object, he says, had windows. And he could see in the windows, even though it was hovering at about 100 feet. 
He said that he could see inside and he saw gray uniformed beings inside the flying object peering down at him. So he attempted to lift his gun, but he physically couldn't even lift it. Like, he just didn't, like, it was almost like something, like, partially took him over. Like, he couldn't lift his gun. And then he said he started to hear voices in his head as if someone was standing right next to him, even though he was, like, you could see them, like, 100 feet in the air. And at that moment, he knew that they were about to be abducted. So he ran back to the car as fast as he could to reunite with Betty. He jumped in and they took off. Betty followed the UFO with a pair of binoculars. I don't, I don't know who just like keeps binoculars in their cars, but these guys did. And she followed them like in the binoculars to see like where they were going. All of a sudden, they could hear loud beeps like coming from inside the car, what they thought was the trunk, the car boot, if you will. All of a sudden, they lost consciousness and then they came to 35 miles down the road over two hours later. How do you drive for two hours and just yeah. lose it? Like, something had to happen. And so, a few months later, they both started, like, dealing with crippling anxiety. And they both lived in a state of fear. And, like, they didn't really know what was happening. Like, what had happened to them. But they both felt certain that something had happened to them. So they started um, seeing a psychiatrist named Benjamin Simon, and they went through hypnosis a few times, like over the course of a few weeks, and this is what their therapy revealed. So back up to the night when they heard the beeping, after the beeping occurred in their trunk, the gray beings, as they called them, walked over to their car and led them up a ramp into the UFO. They took Barney into one examination room and Betty into another one. During the examinations, the gray beings, as they called them, plucked strands of their hair, they took clippings of their nails, they scraped off pieces of their skin. Their needles were like connected to long wires, like they can both remember all of this. Um, they probed their heads, they probed their arms, their legs, their spines. One large needle that Betty remembers to be around four to six inches long, was inserted into her stomach. Yeah, no thanks. And they, there was like, what appeared to be like the alpha of the pack, like they recognized this one gray being as being the leader, and that's what they referred to him as, as the leader. And he's just stood off to the side and just watched the procedures occur. And the aliens were most excited by Barney due to the fact that he had dentures. They were easily able to just remove his teeth. And they appeared to think that this was humorous and had a hard time understanding the concept of, like, humans having fake teeth. I guess because, like, aliens' teeth don't hunt and stuff. I don't know. Maybe they don't get cavities. But at one point, Betty was left alone with the leader. And when I was doing my research and everything, it kind of seems like Betty and the leader became friends. That's kind of what it seems like. She asked it where the UFO had taken them. I guess it took off after they got in it. And the leader's reply was, if you don't know where you are, there wouldn't be any point in telling you where I am. And later under hypnosis, she drew like a star map shown to her on the ship like she remembered it. Betty also later remarked that they were going to let her take one of their books home with her until a group of them was like, no, that's a bad idea. Don't let her take anything that's ours. And Barney and Betty got a lot of publicity off of this 
claim of this night that happened to them. Different books were wrote about it. James Earl Jones started in the movie The UFO Incident, which I haven't seen, but now I want to watch it. And I guess this is also where, like, different shows have portrayed, like, their aliens as, like, gray, like, large-headed creatures. It's because of the claims from Barney and Betty. Like, that's how they described them, and that's how, like, they drew them for their therapist. That is... The thing that just freaked me out the most about that was them taking parts of their skin Mm -hmm. and the freaking six inch thing being shoved into poor Betty's stomach yeah like when I was like going through like the different stories she kept referring to the needle as a pregnancy test like I guess they were trying to see like if she had life inside of her or something that is so crazy that is so weird and it's so funny because when I was looking up stuff too like as Hillary mentioned this is right around the time that the space race was going on and everything I was looking at also mentioned people were fascinated with the idea of aliens because it's Mm -hmm. 1965 or something Mm -hmm. like that and I think my thing kind of mentions that too I don't remember exactly but that's really weird poor Betty Mm -hmm. yeah like like she got the worst they went through a lot Oh, yeah, for sure. But then she also, like, oddly made friends with the leader, which I also think is weird because you would think that the leader, especially in the 60s, would, like, want to make friends with, like, the alpha of, like, the two of them, which you would think would be the husband, but he was drawn to the female. Like, that's just something else. Is like, maybe they don't even have, like, gender roles, like, you know? Like, that's true. I don't know. Weird. It's just fun to think about. I want to be abducted by aliens. Like, I really want to be abducted by aliens. Abducted by aliens. Yeah. Like, no, I'm good. I don't if know. I have to choose how to go, like, I want to go because I was abducted by aliens. Now, like, I don't mind meeting an alien, but don't abduct me. No. I'm okay. Take me to your leader. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, I wonder if that's where that came from. Because they were calling him the leader. Where does take me to your leader, like, what does that come from? Does it come from them? Mm. I'm going to have to look into that. If anybody <laughs> knows, send us an email. Let us know. I wish y'all could have seen Hillary's face when she was <laughs> like, where does that come from? <laughs> okay, I guess it's my turn. So, I decided to do my story obviously on aliens but a kind of darker topic i guess exciting Um, huh exciting oh and honestly i think we could talk about an, an entire episode on this or even more so i'm not gonna go into too much detail because just the first part of this literally could be an hour-long episode it's super interesting and if you guys want to look into it more do it so this story is located in Unitah Basin in northeast Utah and it's the Skinwalker Ranch it also has two other aliases the Sherman Ranch and the UFO Ranch 
This place is filled with their typical alien content, like UFOs, sightings of aliens, cow abduction and mutilation, and crop circles. But one very interesting thing about this ranch is it's known for the skinwalkers. So this ranch is bordering to an Indian reservation, and the Indians who live here say that this ranch is on top of the path of the skinwalker. And what is a skinwalker? It is a malicious, shape-shifting witch of the Navajo people, which the you people take very seriously. They believe that the skinwalker's presence extends back 15 generations at least, and they don't think the skinwalkers actually live on the ranch, but out in the place called the Dark Canyon. Some say they resemble humans with a dog head, and others describe them to be large, black, hairy, humanoid figures who are extremely fast. Now, if you want to go look up more information on these skinwalkers and photos, be my guest. But when you aren't able to sleep at night, that's not <laughs> my fault. It's freaking terrifying. And I also would love to go into more detail because I really think it would be best to give this whole story about skinwalkers since it is such a serious topic to the Navajo people, like what it deserves. But be- for the purpose of this episode... I'm not going to go into too much detail because I want to do it like it's best, I guess you could say. So, you have sightings on this ranch and in this area, most definitely a common thing. Sightings have even been dated all the way back to the 1700s when Spanish explorers reported seeing a craft in the sky over campfires at night. UFO reports in basin come in numbers of hundreds. People have seen aircraft that are anywhere from 20 feet to the size of a football field. Those who saw these UFOs said that they were round, oval, or cigar-shaped and some being triangular. They also would see glowing green light and wavy red beams emitting from the UFOs. By the 1970s, the Utah Highway Patrol was getting so many UFO calls that the troopers stopped filling out incident reports. And during this time, ranchers also began to report the mutilation of their cattle, which I feel like, I know, it's super sad, but I feel like when you picture, like, I don't know, when you think about an alien abduction, a lot of people might think of a cow because you just get that picture of the cow being, like, beamed up or whatever mm-hmm. so i don't know i don't know what it is with aliens and cows maybe they don't have them on their world or maybe of course they don't huh of, of course, course they, they don't, don't. <laughs> maybe it's just not something they see often <laughs> maybe <know>. like hamburgers <laughs> they like hamburgers that's what it is or the fact that cows have like multiple stomachs and they're like what the heck don't they have multiple stomachs or maybe cows are like actually the most intelligent species on this planet and they're just so smart that they're keeping it from us how smart they are aliens come to earth and don't talk to humans they talk to cows yep got it (laughs) so the first known I guess, settlers of this area were the Myers. 
And as the Myers lived in this area, they really didn't see anything happen. So they weren't really affected by it. And they never said that anything happened. But their neighbors all were like, yeah, we saw a lot of alien crap happen in their house. And when the Myers moved out, the Shermans moved in and took over the ranch in 1994. And what's so weird is while they were looking around the house and just, I guess, checking out the house like when you do when you buy a new one, the Shermans were shocked to see deadbolts located all around on doors, windows, and even on kitchen cabinets. And it's really weird to think, why would the Myers have deadbolted the doors and the walls and the kitchen cabinets if they never saw an alien or were scared enough to do it? So, of course, they thought it was weird. And even weirder, on the first day of being here, the Shermans were shocked to see a rather large coyote or a wolf approach. The Shermans were shocked to see a rather large coyote or wolf approaching their livestock pen. The animal grabbed a calf by the nose and started to drag it away. Mr. Sherman and his father ran after the animal and started hitting it. With no look, this beast just would not let go. That's when he pulled out his magnum and shot point-blank range at this animal. But it did not let go after another shot, it released the calf and just stood there, staring at the men. Mr. Sherman shot the animal a few more times, then it finally ran off with no sign of blood or injury. And the men went running and the men went running after the animal, following its tracks before it suddenly vanished. Just disappeared. It was like just It was like in the middle of the forest is what I read and the tracks were just gone and it didn't make sense because it wasn't like it like climbed a tree. It was just gone. So a few weeks later, the Sherman's wife, Gwen, was in her car when she saw a massive wolf almost as big as her car and it was accompanied by what she thought was a dog but didn't resemble one too much. It was kind of a weird looking dog, she said. The next two years, the Shermans and their neighbors reported seeing a number of strange animals in the area, as well as some beasts that resembled Bigfoot. That's where it kind of goes back and forth between the skinwalkers and aliens. Mm -hmm. Is it really aliens doing this, or is it the skinwalkers? Not only were these strange animals wreaking havoc on the Shermans, they also saw the strange lights and flying objects. The days the Shermans saw this, they would experience the loss and disappearance. Not only were these strange animals wreaking havoc on the Shermans, they also saw strange lights and flying objects. And the days the Shermans saw this, they would experience loss and disappearance of some of their prized cow. Four were gone without a trace, but three were found and they were mutilated. Now, So does that mean that like whatever it was that was like wreaking havoc on them did they know that it was like their best cows did they pick them out of like the herd or was it so weird because they said i think it's either the seven or the ten best cows that they had like nicest best like milk like those best cows that they everyone that has an animal has if they have multiple they have like that one good one and the one that Mm -hmm. kind of just 
mm-hmm. it was all their good animals, which is so weird. Like it is weird. It also it makes like, you wonder if like they just like had a sense or they just knew that it was the best or if they were yeah. watching them. Anyways. So this is gonna get really dark. One of the dead cows had a peculiar hole in the center of its left eye, but otherwise was untouched anywhere else. Another was found with a similar hole, and this is very disturbing, but it had a six-inch hole about an inch deep carved out of its rectum. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. The last cow had a six-inch wide 18 inch deep hole cored out of its rectum that extended into the body cavity. Oh my god. Mm Mm-hmm. And with this, no blood. Just holes in cows. No blood. Which is very strange. Like you would think with something so horrible, disturbing, and graphic like that, there'd be like evidence i have so many questions in all three cases like i said no blood was found and they smelled chemicals like a very strong smell of just chemicals it didn't say what kind but it was obvious obvious yeah there was no evidence of predators or footprints found so they didn't see like tracks of bears or wolves or humans or tires or a people nothing one of the cows that disappeared looked as if it was straight lifted into the air because his tracks just stopped in the middle of its field like you could see it was walking and then gone other strange events included pastures unexplainably light up sounds of heavy machinery operating at what seemed to be underground Crop circles were found around the ranch. So, before they moved out, Joseph Jr. Hicks investigated nearly 400 UFO sightings in the area. And it's kind of funny because he was like a middle school, high school science teacher doing this. It was like a hobby. (laughs) And he found that the mutilation of cattle coincided with the sightings of the UFOs and... Eyewitnesses stated to have seen living beings in the windows of the UFO. So when you said Hmm. that your guys saw beings, mine did too. Y'all, I don't know how Hillary and I keep like having these random (laughs) connecting pieces in our stories, but I promise you, we don't talk to each other. It's (laughs) not planned. No, we try our best to keep it a surprise. So... The Shermans decided to move out, and they sold their ranch to a Robert Bigelow. And they sold it for a very small price, like $200,000. And apparently a few years ago, their house was sold, the, the ranch was sold for like a million dollars because of everything that's been happening. The ranch is now gated. The name Skinwalker Ranch has been copyrighted, and the area still has a high volume of UFO sightings, and no one knows why. It makes me think, though, when it said, like, the loud noise of machinery, what the heck Mm -hmm. is in the earth right there that they want? Yeah. Like, maybe that's why they're always there. They're, like, mining something. 
I mean, when you talk about what they did to the cows, like, they obviously can drill. So you would think that you would be able to see, like, evidence of them drilling into the earth if that was the case. Yeah. But, like, also the Star Wars fan of me is, like, Skinwalker Ranch, Skywalker Ranch, like, <laughs> there's a correlation there. I feel like I need to look more into that. Yeah. It's, it's really weird. And when I was looking at this, another thing that I thought about, I kind of wanted to do it, but I, I felt like it was cheating talking about seven separate things for one episode. <laughs> maybe we can, like, dive into this, or maybe this can be, I don't know, Instagram stories. But Ancient Aliens is very interesting to me. I really like those documentaries you see where, like, the History Channel will be, like, people that didn't build the pyramids and Easter Island and Stonehenge. That was all aliens. They did it. Mm-hmm. And it got me thinking, like, what if? And y'all don't come for me. I'm just y'all. saying. Okay. <laughs> y'all don't come for me. Can take the, the girl out of Alabama. Out, but you but... can't take the Alabama out of the girl. <laughs> yeah, you can take the girl out of Alabama, but you can't take Alabama out of the girl. Roll Tide. Oh, just kidding. I'm gross. just kidding. <laughs> I was going to say War Eagle after that, but I felt like the Alabamians were come from me, so that's not. Anyways, what if our ancestors are actually a race of people from Mars? And they had to adapt and overcome and come to this new planet, but their stuff, like, didn't work here. So they had to start anew. Like... Maybe there's something on Mars. Maybe how close or how far away it is from the sun or, like, the atmosphere. Something made their, like, things work. They were able to get to the Earth and pyramids and stuff. And hear me out. Have you seen some of the hieroglyphics that are, like, in pyramids? Mm-hmm. They depict freaking aliens. They do. And they it's do. funny that your story is based in Utah because Utah is basically just the American Mars. See? Like, if there yeah, was a Mars on mm-hmm. Earth, it would be Utah. Bam. Hello. They always lived in, like, dry climates. So it's, like, very... Well, besides, like, Easter Island and Stonehenge, but... The pyramids in, like, Utah, it's, like, I don't know, resembles Mars desert. That's what it looked like probably when they were leaving. I don't know. And there's even depictions of pharaohs who have very long faces that just look like an alien. I don't know. Who thinks aliens are real? Me. Me. (laughs) Me. Who thinks pharaohs? Are aliens? Just kidding. No, Uh, but... I mean, maybe. Who knows? We can't be the only things out there in life. No, absolutely not. And, yeah, don't even get me started on this whole, like, alien. Like, I will seriously take a whole other hour to, like... (laughs) I'll just keep repeating myself. Like, there's no way. There's no way. As big as not only our galaxy is... But every single galaxy after ours, and you're going to tell me that we, us, are the only ones? Why? Are the only ones? Like, is this really, like, the best that it gets? Like, is this this it? 
<laughs> my favorite thing that I've ever heard. This kid was telling me about why he thought aliens didn't come to Earth. And he said it had to do with the way that light travels. So he said if someone had a strong enough telescope in a distant planet, like not in our system, like far off, and they were able to look through it and see Earth the way that light travels, they wouldn't be able to see us. They would see dinosaurs. And he was like, if you saw a planet with dinosaurs on it, would you visit? Yes. No. <laughs> yes. There's, there's two different people in the world. Hillary's like, hell yeah, where's the T Rex at? And I'm like, I'm good. But it just made me laugh because I was like, okay, kid, you're going to do big things and you're only like seven. Okay. <laughs> anyways, time for listener stories. Okay. So before we wrap things up, we wanted to give a shout out to one of our listeners um he submitted a pretty creepy story and this one is probably about ghosts um so we will go back to our old ways for just a minute um but for anybody else who wants to send us their listener stories please do so at moreboozepleas at gmail.com and hopefully we can read those on one of our upcoming episodes okay So, this is from a guy named Tim. He said, Hello ladies, I wanted to start out by saying I love the podcast. Um, hang on. Hello ladies, I want to start out by saying I love the podcast. The story is a little long, but I feel like it's worth the read. It all started when I was about seven years old, my brother was around six, and my little sister was almost one. I was fast asleep and found out about all of this after guess like the next day my brother says that late at night he happened to wake up really late he rolled over to turn off the tv and it was during the time where no channels worked and it was just static on the screen he rolled over and he saw what he described as a ghost that looked exactly like our little sister now remember my sister is only one year old and at that time she couldn't walk much let alone stand there and stare at him without help He yells, telling her to go back to bed. He gets up and tells my mom that there's a ghost in our room. My mom does not hear him correctly and tells him to step on it, thinking he said there's a roach in our room. (laughs) He gets frustrated and goes back to bed. Fast forward a bit. I'm 22 years old living with my girlfriend at the time and her best friend. She shakes me violently to wake me up, and she tells me she heard her best friend scream her name so loud and so clearly that it woke her up. I grab my gun, she grabs a metal bat, and I search the house. I check on her friend and she's asleep, snoring. I check all the closets, corners, under the bed, behind the couch, and take a walk around the house. Yeah, I know, bad idea, but I was feeling brave. Fortunately, I guess, I didn't see anything. In that same house, after her friend moved out, I started going to the gym. I got home, and I'm alone because my ex is at her mom's house. I started hearing footsteps on the second floor, and I call out, Hello? Who's up there? No answer. Maybe I'm just hearing shit. Nope. I hear them again after a minute. I grab the largest knife I had and decide to walk the house. 
It's about 7 p.m. during the summer, so it's still pretty light out. I get upstairs and didn't see anything. I go back downstairs and just sat there. Five minutes later, I hear them again. I left as fast as I could and drove to her mom's house, still sweaty from the gym. It was quiet for a couple years. Me and my ex split up, and now I'm living with my current fiance. Oh, congratulations. For a while, I forgot about my ghost until a few days ago. I think our podcast reminded him that he I had know. ghosts. <laughs> sorry, Tim. We're so sorry. <laughs> we did put a warning out. We so. did put a warning, Tim. So. You can't come for us. Me and my fiance are just sitting in the living room talking and watching TV. All of a sudden, we hear footsteps coming from our ceiling. I live in an apartment, so normally that would be fine, except for the fact that I'm on the top floor with no access to above my ceiling, and there is no attic, and no one was working on the roof. The footsteps seemed to be little kids' footsteps, and they sounded like they were just running back and forth. I was pretty creeped out, but didn't feel that scared this time. Thank y'all so much for taking the time to read my story. I can't wait to listen to more episodes from y'all. Tim. I don't like ghosts. Children. <laughs> yeah. And it They're... sounds like he's had, like, the same ghost child chasing him his whole life. Dude, what if it's freaking you know? Hey there. No, because no, he said it was you. Hey there, hey there, hey there. Dude, freaking there. I? No. Oh! oh! Summon the summon the I'm stop. I'm leaving that in. I'm leaving that in. She just said his name like four times and then her screen freaking glitched. No, it did the like the walk by thing that I see in your screen all the time. What the heck? Guys, you can't make that shit up. He was supposed to be in California with you. Mm mm. Mm mm. Mm mm. Mm mm. I, mm, I'm not okay right now. What, Hillary? What? How? How did that happen? That was like perfect timing. I don't know, like, bruh. She is Tim. so calm right now. She's like, yeah, I've been there, done that, and I'm like about to pee my freaking pants. I mean, what else can I even do though? Because it was like insanely perfect timing okay tim i'm sorry you we just stopped talking about gave ghost, yeah you just gave your ghost to us tim thanks <laughs> but what i was saying is he doesn't have hay there because he said that it looked like his sister hey there's a boy which is creepy what if it's a double or or you know this is actually a really good story for this episode because technically what if it's not a ghost. He did say it was on the roof. It's always up above him. It did look like his sister. What if he has aliens? Hey. Yeah. What if he has mm-hmm. aliens? And they're because like, aliens are like shapeshifters. Yeah, too. exactly. That's what I was going to say. What if they're like trying to figure out how to take... And then that makes sense too. Like, 
He was like, it and was the my static sister. on the TV. If you've ever seen signs and like the baby yep. monitor, and yep. like all the weird things that would happen. Well, he mentioned TV. his sister was too young to have been walking, so maybe the aliens like, whoops, wrong body. <laughs> no, so okay, case cracked him. Next time you hear footsteps, you, you might don't have abducted. ghosts. You, you better get some tinfoil, put on a hat, <laughs> get a baby monitor record it let us know how it goes don't don't walk in the pancake flying saucer if you see it don't go tim stay with your fiance get married it's gonna be a great life (laughs) anyways be sure and let us know what you want to hear next you can message us on instagram or shoot us an email at more booze please at gmail.com with yep. urban legends, themes you want us to cover, whatever. Just say mm-hmm. hi. Yeah. Or if you want to tell us your ghost stories or if you were abducted by aliens. I've had people tell me they've been abducted by aliens, so, like, mm-hmm. no judgment here. If you've been nope. abducted, we want to know. And we want to know. We want to talk about it. So if you mm-hmm. want us to talk about it on the next few episodes, shoot us an email at morebooseplease at gmail.com. Exactly. Also... Like us on Instagram at more boost please. Like us on Facebook at more boost please. And and like us on TikTok at more boost please. We oh, just got yeah. a TikTok Guys, We have a TikTok and we were coming up with some great videos. I'm so make. excited so. for our content. Like if you want to be entertained more than just this podcast, like if you want to see us, like make a fool of ourselves making hey, fools I, of ourselves i think we're hilarious so I think we're some other people too. might not think we're funny but <laughs> when i'm editing these episode i i laugh for like 10 minutes mm-hmm. straight there sometimes the i last, lol when i'm listening to our episodes yeah i'm like ooh, i just laughed at myself what a shame is that bad <laughs> do i have a big head Anyways, guys, go and review us on Apple Podcasts. The more reviews we get, the higher in the charts we climb. And the spookier stories you get to hear. Yes. Please, please, please. Like and review us. And we have a Patreon. We do have a Patreon. If you're feeling very generous. Generous. Or you got abducted by aliens and they've taken over your brain by aliens and they've just decided that they want to donate to our podcast because they feel really famous when we talk about them or if we get a second round of stimulus checks (laughs) i mean whatever happens in the future with your finances if you would like to donate to our patreon please do so yes please do so patreon.com slash more please please yeah we got some really cool ideas coming, so until next time. And until next time. <laughs>